Friday afternoon, 3.36 is the time. Thanks for tuning in to NL Newsday. Drone Delivery Canada has been selected by the University of British Columbia for a remote communities drone transportation initiative. It will involve using its patented drone delivery solutions at the Thilatin First Nation, located in the Fraser Lake area of central northern British Columbia. So Drone Delivery Canada expected to commence deployment of site infrastructure this summer and then expects to begin providing drone delivery services under the agreement in the second half of this year. Now, the drone project expected to last 12 months and will be DDC's fourth First Nation project and its first in British Columbia. To speak more to it, please to welcome back to the show the CEO of Drone Delivery Canada, Michael Zara. Michael, how you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Great that we can talk about a a BC project this time. Absolutely. I mean, you guys do great work across the country, and it's always interesting, but having it closer to home definitely, uh, you know, brings it a little bit more impactful for us here as well. So thanks so much for taking the time to come on. I guess I'll, I'll start with the, uh, just how did this all kind of came together? You know, this is the fourth First Nation-led project that you guys have been working on, and now the first one in BC. Um, you know, what, what went into kind of making your way all the way out west here? Sure. Well, they're all very, very different, of course. So we were in conversations with uh, UBC uh, a while ago last year, and the TD Ready Challenge uh, program became avail- available. So we thought it would be a good idea to uh, submit an application. So we worked together uh, with UBC, uh, the Faculty of Medicine specifically, uh, to look at a scenario where we could use drones, which would be of research value and academic value to the university but also be a, a viable commercial project for us and also be of benefit to uh, a First Nations community. So we collectively made a submission to uh, the TD Ready Challenge and then we were awarded it uh, towards the end of last year. So uh, this summer you're going to be deploying the site infrastructure. So before you can actually start using your drones and delivering products, you need to get the infrastructure in place. So what are we talking about? What actually has to be deployed to the Stalatin First Nation before you can kind of really get things up and running? So we fly uh, over a, a fixed route between depots, which we call drone spots. So we will send a, a team out uh, from Ontario, but also be using some uh, local labor and, and folks from the community as well. Uh, First Nations community, we will be setting up the drone spot depots, uh, which are basically uh, an enclosed area where the, resu- where the drone resides, a point of origin, a point of destination uh, around Fraser Lake in, in the community. There'll be uh, one point of origin, one point of destination. Uh, and then there's a battery charging system and other electronics that monitor the weather and safety and security and these sort of things. And of course, the drones themselves. So a little bit of work for a couple of months in the summer to set it up and then it'll be flying. Yeah. So a couple of months, how much time does it you know, take to, to send everything out here? Like two months, is that enough time to get everything set up? Yeah, we think so. Typically, a project like this takes a couple of months. We'll be using again, some uh, local supplies and, and local contractors and some of our own staff. So there'll be a combination, uh, just like our other projects. But uh, yeah, too much should be fine. And uh, we'll be up and running and flying in the summer. So we're very excited about that. Now, what kind of drones are being used in this project? I know you have a couple of different types of drones that you use when you're, when you're working on different things. So in this particular case, any idea what the drones look like? I, I'm not a drone expert, so if you just told me a model, I'm not going to know what you're saying. So could you maybe describe what it actually it is that's going to be flying here? Sure, good question. You're right. We do have three different drones in our fleet. This particular 
project is going to be the Sparrow drone, which is our smallest. So it's a lot bigger than a consumer drone that you might buy in a retail store for, for your own personal use. So it's probably, oh, I don't know, maybe a meter by a meter by a meter in, in size, roughly. Uh, it's electric. Uh, it has the capability of carrying cargo, which goes inside the drone, of about uh, 4.5 kilograms or about 10 pounds. And it has a ultimate range of about 300 kilometers. Although for this project, the uh, point of origin and point of destination will probably be around four or five kilometers away from each other. Okay, so pretty pretty close in the grand scheme of things then. Yeah, it's really to go from the, uh, I guess it's the village of Fraser Lake to the uh, Salatin First Nation community uh, to provide uh, a variety of services for them in terms of uh, health care and pandemic-related cargo. And also, uh, well, for us, it's a commercial project, uh, but for the UBC Faculty of Medicine, it's also a pilot to look at the viability of, of this for other First Nations communities in the in the future. Yeah, what what sorts of success have you had in other projects, right? This is the first one in BC, but you have done some other work with First Nation communities in other areas of the country. And just what has the success been like for you guys to be able to provide this drone delivery? And what kind of impact has it had on those communities from, from what you've seen and what you've experienced? Sure. They're all, they're all very different. And we have done three uh, in Northern Ontario. Uh, two of them specific to the pandemic, and one of them was uh, a year or so ago. It really depends on the need. I mean, this is pandemic-related. The last two that we did in Ontario are pandemic-related. So if I speak to that, mm-hmm. there's, there's, there's a few different uh, benefits. You know, number one, a lot of these communities are, are remote, so it's difficult to get there, move cargo in and out uh, from the community. Uh, also, you can move things, especially medicines, in a more timely fashion uh, with drones. But more so, because of the pandemic, there's a third use case that's come about, and that's the ability to limit person-to-person contact, but still keep the supply chain open. So instead of somebody from the outside or a courier or people moving packages around and potentially uh, cross-contaminating between the, the, the towns, the communities, the First Nations communities, you can do it without any person-to-person contact, but still be able to move cargo. So that's really been a driver and a benefit, that the communities can... Uh, can better self-isolate so they don't bring outside influences inside. And how, how when, when, when it comes to the pandemic-related ones specifically, I guess, how long ago did those, those ones in Northern Ontario begin? Um, we did uh, one at the Beausoleil First Nation, one at Georgina Island First Nation, both about an hour or two north of Toronto. And they started, um, they started probably about seven months ago, eight months ago. Uh, so right sort of in the, in the height of the pandemic last year, and we moved a variety of cargo. We moved, um, in some cases, some food stuff, we moved some PPE, uh, some hygiene products, uh, a variety of, I would say, mostly healthcare-related items. Okay. Well, I mean, I think this has a lot of benefits that go far beyond, you know, this, this particular pilot. And, and obviously, we're going to see, use this next year, I suppose, right? 12 months starting in um, a couple of months from now. What, what are you probably looking at a launch for actually starting the drone delivery service here? Would that be kind of September-ish, you know, early fall? Is that sort of the goal here? Yeah, I think we'll probably be uh, in, in August, September. We need to wrap up the paperwork with, uh, with UBC on the, uh, on the commercial agreement, which is underway. Um, and then two months to implement, as we discussed, and then uh, up and running and flying for 12 months. So, yeah, probably uh, three months from now we should be up and running. 
Well, I think this is a good initiative, and, you know, we've talked about similar ones in the past as, as we've been talking about here today, but having this one in, in BC, I think, is is just nice to hear about, that, you know, you're seeing your product expand uh, nationwide here and, and now covering a couple of different provinces. So uh, I, I really think this is going to be a, a big benefit and, and will be far-reaching beyond just this particular pilot. So um, I'm really happy you came on and talked about this. I guess one question I have for you is, you know, once you look to some of the, the colder winter months, we know weather can get more severe. Is that ever an issue that you have to worry about with, with the use of drones? Does weather become a factor? I mean, weather is always a factor in aviation, but we have flown at uh, the Moose Creek First Nation uh, in northern Ontario in the winter. Uh, we've flown in rain, we've flown day, we've flown night. So uh, really just, I would say, very heavy winds would be the only uh, only restriction, but uh, otherwise we uh, we're Canadian, so we understand the Canadian weather. <laughs> well, that's a that's a good point. Yeah, we got to be able to deal with the snow and the wind and the ice and everything that comes with the Canadian winters. That is for sure. Yeah. Um, I I feel like that pretty much covers what I was looking to talk about here today with you, Michael. But uh, anything else to to add, or or what do you think? I guess beyond this, if this pilot goes well, what what kind of um, implications might it have in the province of British Columbia? Well, it's a very exciting industry, drone delivery, and, you know, BC has a, a fairly broad economy, uh, whether it's forestry or, or, you know, fishing, but there's also mining, there's also oil and gas in the north, so, I mean, drones can be really used across a very, very broad uh, range of industries, you know, all of which are in, are in BC, and then you can get into more suburban areas and, um, and, and, you know, hospital, 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 the medical lab, you know, residential deliveries one day as well. So you know, I think BC is a, is a great uh, place for us to be operating because of the breadth of things you do that fit perfectly within, uh, within drones. So I, I think you'll see more from us uh, hopefully over time in BC. This is a stupid question, I think, but, you know, when it comes to drone delivery, is it all automated or does someone actually have to fly these things? No, it's a, it's a good question, actually. It's, it's run fully automated automatically from a, a drone spot depot to a drone spot depot, as I mentioned, over a fixed path. We have a operations control center, sort of a very NASA-looking operations control center here in Toronto, where we monitor projects 24-7, 365 globally. So we'll always know what's going on. Uh, we can take control of the drone if we ever needed to because another aircraft is having an emergency, for instance, and we needed to get out of the way, so to speak. But otherwise, uh, everything runs unmanned automatically locally. Very, very cool. Well, Michael, awesome stuff. Looking forward to following up in the future and see how this project is going. Maybe we can connect in the fall once it's up and running and just kind of get a glimpse of how things have gone in the early stages. But really cool stuff, and uh, I think this has some, some, some real benefits to uh, specifically the medical community probably moving forward and those who are in those remote locations who have some struggles with, with getting equipment and getting uh, you know products and services up there. So this is awesome, and I really appreciate you coming on the show and, and making me a aware of it and really happy to see you out in BC as well. So appreciate the time. Thanks for having me. Awesome stuff. That's the CEO there of uh, Drone Delivery Canada, Michael Zaro, speaking to a new partnership with the University of British Columbia, where it is going to be using its patented drone delivery solution at the Stilatin First Nation, which again, located in the Fraser Lake area of central northern British Columbia. So, uh, you know, especially when it comes to those remote indigenous communities, I think this is something that is key. Um, it, it definitely could provide, particularly right in, in the northern parts of the province, 
where they just don't have the ability to travel quite as easily, right? You don't get trucks there as easily or, um, you know, uh, having to fly things in from time to time. Being able to just throw things on a drone, have it just automatically go there without having to, you know, set up a ridiculous amount of logistics. This seems like a really simple way forward. So I, I think this is awesome. Really excited to see what the implications are beyond this pilot project. But of course, if this pilot goes well, then we'll, I'm sure we will see this type of thing expand. But Drone Delivery Canada doing some really cool stuff in this country and happy to see it's finally made its way out to BC. We've talked with them a number of times on this program. I know other other show hosts, our own Brett Manier has uh, spoken with Michael before about some of the great work that they're doing. But now that they're here in BC, uh, it just makes it a little bit more tangible for myself. So really, really good stuff.